step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey there, fellow 20-somethings. It's your girl, Sydney Winter. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Season four of Crying in Public is here, and I'm flying solo for the very first time. That's right, no co-host to rein me in, just me and myself in the mic. From relationships to careers and all the awkward encounters in between, we're covering it all. So mark your calendars and set your reminders because Crying in Public is dropping its juiciest season yet. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Back on a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on a Tuesday morning. Uh, all discombobulated here, Brian Ortega, because I had a I had a sneak attack sneeze that came very close to us being back on the air. It's always always a fun time, right? Always a fun time. What 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 did we just see during the break? You you have informed me me being a Packers fan about Aaron Rodgers showing up to training camp. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you, you're better with movies than I am. Uh, what movie? What movie did he look like? Nicholas so Nicholas Cage. He showed up with long hair. I was like, that's normal. Yeah. And then I went to you know look at Twitter to see what it looked like. He looks like Nicholas Cage from Con Air. There you go. Yeah, you, you put the ba- you put the bunny back in the box, and he he's gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, tattoo is very interesting looking. That, that, that's all. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, for one, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, it, I, I just have to before we bring Jason Weingarten in in a second. We just have to remind everyone here. This is every team is now officially in training camp. Everyone's reported as of today. Be very careful, as always, especially if you're newer to betting. Do not overreact to any reports here in training camp. It's training camp for a reason, guys. It's training camp for a reason. Jason Weingarten uh, joins us right now. Jason, uh, still, still in, still in the East Coast. Still on vacation, but uh, you were just talking about the Packers. I was, I right before you we went on air, I've been looking at which, uh, which football games, which weeks I'm gonna get tickets to. It's very exciting that football is almost back. You can feel it, you know. Definitely, Jason. What, uh, what, what games have you landed on so far? Week one, Thursday night, uh, Rams Bills for the you know the banner ceremony for the Super Bowl, uh, possibly London for the Packers game, and then uh, Packers Rams at Lambeau Field. Uh, I think that's in late November or December. Have you ever been to Lambeau? Yeah, I was at uh, Favre's last home game. Oh, okay. uh, the regular season game. He played like half of it or whatever, but I went with my family. I uh, haven't been back since, but, uh, you know, Lambeau Field, you got to go every once in a while. Jason, just because, just, uh, of course, uh, you, you, you're, you live in, in Southern California, Jason. Just so you know, December 19th on a Monday night at Lambeau, it might be a little bit out of your element on that one. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll be fine. I was there in, I was there in December last time. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> no, no, stranger, no stranger to the cold and uh, – I'll probably be drunk as hell. Yeah, there, there you go. I can't, I can't blame you on the last part. 
either for that one. All right, Jason, uh, we are four days, or excuse me, five days now. We can't forget that first Thursday. Five days of baseball post-All-Star break. Is there anything that you've been able to take away either from just a baseball perspective or a betting perspective over these first five days back? Well, I could definitely tell you one thing, and that's that my life would be a lot easier if Aaron Judge hit about half as many home runs as he is. <laughs> you know, I would just sleep a lot better at night if, if he struck out a couple more times. Although he does strike out 25% of the time already. So, you know, uh, but no, beyond that, you know, I mean, I think you could kind of see which teams are sort of drifting away. Like the Red Sox, probably not a serious, you know, player in the wild card. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, the Dodgers are good. The Astros are good. Obviously, the Yankees pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think it's basically more of the same from before the break. I don't, what, what, have you seen anything? You notice anything? My my biggest thing before last night, well, obviously, look, they play 162 games. The Astros are bound to lose a game to a bad team. But before last night, it really felt like the Astros were just, after sweeping the Yankees and sweeping the Mariners, kind of just reminding us all, like, hey, guys, we're still here. We're still the best team in baseball. It was just one of those, like, kind of reminders of, like, oh, yeah, this team is still there, and they've just kind of been – looming because everyone has been paying attention to the Yankees ridiculous start and the Dodgers getting hot. It just seemed to be a reminder of, uh, Oh yeah, the Astros very well may still be the best team here. Not only are they the best team, but Jordan Alvarez isn't a hundred percent. Michael Brantley's out. They have reinforcements coming in, you know, internal reinforcements. One of the best pitchers in triple a right now, Hunter Brown will be up, you know, sooner than, than later and contribute down the stretch. They have Pedro Leone, who's just blasting balls at AAA. He was signed out of Cuba a couple of years ago. He can play center field. He can play shortstop. They have a lot of internal, you know, like reinforcements, and that's not to say that they're still not going to make a move at the all-star break for uh, Wilson Contreras or Josh Bell. They've been linked to both of those guys already. Um, but, yeah, they, uh, they're not their final form yet. No, they're, they're, they're already a beast as it is. And, and Jason, the one thing, at least for me, uh, the Astros are only two games behind the Yankees. And with these, they wouldn't be a game 162 anyway with two teams that already have divisions clinched. But the Astros would get the one seed if the Yankees and the Strohs tied, which I was kind of looking forward to the Yankees and the Astros playing in the ALCS with the Yankees having home field and the pricing being a little bit off because the Yankees had home field in that series. Yeah, I mean, you know, long, long way to go, but... Those, those, you know, Yankees, Astros, most likely both gonna roll into their division titles pretty, pretty easily at this point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna wait and see who who makes these deals, and if Juan Soto gets moved, I mean, you know, if Juan Soto ends up on the Yankees, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's different then. W- w- what price? That that goes for any team if you get traded. What you know, What price do you make the team that acquires Juan Soto all of a sudden? You know. We forget he's just such a good player. He's been stuck on this bad team for 18 months now or whatever. You know, can't wait to see what he's going to do on a good team, assuming he's, right. he's gone. I think he is. But, you know, it's, it's so much going into the trade deadline. I don't, I don't love speculating this week when, you know, something you could say something and then it just completely changes on a, on a deal. No, it's a good point, Jason, because if you just look at the teams that are, are realistically rumored 
into the in the Soto sweepstakes, which are the two New York teams, the Dodgers, the Padres, St. Louis, and I guess we can throw Seattle in there because they've been uh, they've been in the mix. I mean, let's take the Padres for a second. If they get Juan Soto and don't have to give up, uh, let's say like a Tatis Jr. going back, which I think the Padres would be a little crazy if they had to do that, but you're basically taking San Diego, who is pretty clearly team number four or five in the NL, and then pushing them up into a category like, oh, if they get out of the, the wild card series, they could actually beat the Dodgers in a five-game series. Yeah, you know, and then that doesn't, you know, they, they might not stop at Soto. You know, if they get Soto, they might still swing a deal for somebody else. I mean, they've, they've been incredibly aggressive the last couple of years. Um I think the Mackenzie Gore injury mm-hmm. kind of threw a wrench into things last night, but they do have a very deep farm system to, you know, they can make a very attractive trade offer. And I have heard through some of the people I talk to and stuff that the, the Padres are seriously involved and, you know, willing to make a major offer. So if the news does end up breaking that Juan Soto goes to the Padres, I will absolutely not be surprised. Jason, uh, I, I want to get your 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 bets for today before uh, going to an, uh, going to something else. Before we let you go, what what are you on today? If you're on anything so far, two uh, two F five unders, both for uh, four minus one twenty. Baltimore, uh, Tampa with McClanahan, Watkins pitching, and then uh, Braves, Phillies, Strider, Nola matchup for under four minus one twenty for the F five first five. A pair of first five unders for Jason Weingarten today. Uh, the uh, the the Philly the Phillies Braves first five yesterday uh, was uh, was one for the books where where five runs were scored in the second inning. Where Jason uh, uh, there should have been a grand total of zero scored in the second inning yesterday between those two teams. Yeah, those uh, those happen sometimes. You get that that scoring and uh, bunches, and it uh, ruins your bets. Yeah, now that's for sure. Jason, just uh, looking at the trade deadline, because trade deadline is next Tuesday, August 2. Well, obviously, we mentioned we just mentioned Soto. Who's the name after Soto that you think gets moved that would have the biggest impact? Well, the two guys I mentioned earlier that I think definitely are going to get moved, or I think I can think of three guys off the top of my head, Ian Happ, mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras, uh, Josh Bell, those are all guys who fit the profile, you know, great players on losing teams that are rebuilding that can, you know, seriously contribute. But uh, Frankie Montas, if, he's, if he ends up moving, there's a guy you can slide into a rotation and give you innings and make you better. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't feel this year like it's as deep of a, a pool as in previous years. Obviously, the big prize is Soto. But uh, I don't know. I mean, there's you could probably call the Angels and float some deals their way and see if they bite on anything for uh, uh, Syndergaard. Um, he's going to go. I don't think Otani gets traded. Obviously, Mike Trout's not conceivable. But uh, Syndergaard, I can't think of anyone else on the Angels that I'd actually want at this point. No, uh, I, but, yeah, he's a, he's a guy who can give you innings. Yeah, I, I Syndergaard would be the only angel that kind of makes sense to be dealt. He's on a one-year deal. He actually actually looked pretty good last night. Granted, he was facing a horrible lineup in Kansas City. I mean, Jason, you brought up Otani because there are obviously some fantasy island things out there. But 
Could you imagine a scenario where you had two guys like that, Soto and Otani, at the same trade deadline? Again, I would be absolutely floored if Otani were moved this deadline. Next deadline, though, maybe a different story because his contract's up at the end of next year. Yeah, or the offseason. I just think, in, in general, being the, the owner that trades Otani, you just don't want to be that guy because that's right. all you're ever going to be known for. You know, you just it, and for most owners who are very proud and wealthy, they don't want to be known as an idiot in public. So I can't see Artie Moreno making that deal. Would would be really shocked, actually, if it happened. But uh, all sorts of guys are going to move. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. A big uh... Big uh, chasm between the haves and the have-nots, as it's been for a few years now in Major League Baseball. He's Jason Weingarten. Of course, the Wide World of Weingarten podcast on the tweets at Spreadopedia. Jason, always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. New podcast episode coming out Wednesday. Should be good. Awesome. Check that out on Wednesday. More NFL next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game here on VSIN. And of course, we're here to tell you about our college football betting guide, which is going to be available soon. And there's no better way to prepare for your football season than with this college football betting guide and our pro football betting guide coming uh, later this month as well. Our experts provide, or next month, I should say, our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy today of both the college and pro football betting guides and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VSIN all-access subscription here at VSIN. So make this football season your best one ever. Subscribe now, vsin.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you Tuesday morning. Big shout to Jason Weingarten as always. He's... He's enjoying his vacation, Brian. I could I could say that. He uh ball of energy this morning for Jason Weingarten. Uh, happy to have him along. Happy to have Drew Dinsick as always. Uh, two of Gill's regulars, two of the best that we have here on the numbers game this morning. Brian, uh, we're going to go back to the AFC North here. We're going to go to Baltimore because I, I I know it may have seemed sudden and short on Cleveland. You can't really do anything with them until you know what happens with Deshaun Watson. Because if his suspension is shorter than we anticipate, then guess what? Then Cleveland's going to look a whole lot different. If his suspension is indefinite, 
I can win it more than seven with Jacoby Brissett. So you asked me during the break, would I rather have the alt under or alt over? And trying to handicap what the suspension is going to be, with which good luck. I'd rather have the under because I would lean towards a longer suspension. And if Cleveland gets in a hole, if let's say Watson suspended eight games and Cleveland underachieves those first eight games, maybe hard for Deshaun Watson on a new team to win a lot of games early. And remember, last time we, should, last time we saw Deshaun Watson, not necessarily his fault in 2020 with the Texans, with the Texans, won four games. Like, they were horrible. So, yeah. and Cleveland's roster a lot better than what the 2020 Texans were. No, no argument on that. All right, let's go to Baltimore. So the Ravens were ended up being one of the more interesting cases last year in the NFL where they just battled horrendous injury luck the whole year. And Lamar Jackson ended up missing the last stretch of the season. Baltimore was actually, if you don't, it, and I misremembered this, going into the month of December, the Baltimore Ravens beat Cleveland 16-10 to in what was really just an ugly football game, if you remember that one, to go to 8-3 on the season. They were not only in first place in the AFC North, they were the number one seed in the AFC going to December. And then they lost that game to Pittsburgh, that first Sunday in December, where they go for two, they miss the two, Lamar got hurt, and that was that. Because after that, yeah, they had a few close games mixed in there, but they lose to Cleveland by two in a game that was an absolutely disastrous non-cover view at Cleveland in that game. Disastrous. They got it down to, against Green Bay. They Another two-point conversion try. Didn't get it. 31-30, they lose. That one was right, by the way. They were not winning that game if that game goes to overtime. Cincinnati crushed them. Remember, that was the game where Huntley got COVID on Saturday or was announced on Saturday, Christmas Saturday. And then they had Josh Johnson start the game. Johnson actually played pretty well, but Baltimore's defense got destroyed by Cincinnati. Cincinnati scored 82 points in the two games against Baltimore this year, this past year. 41 in Baltimore, 41 in Cincinnati. Then another tight loss, a late touchdown against the Rams. Lose by one. And then lost in overtime to Pittsburgh. So Baltimore, even with Lamar Jackson missing the last month of the season, was very close to still winning 11 games. Win the, the one-score games, it would have been in the playoffs anyway, instead of Pittsburgh, which might have produced a better game than what Kansas City and Pittsburgh gave us. But you have a coaching staff that's a little bit different this year because, of course, they, they, they – relieve Wink Martindale of his duties, which was kind of surprising. They bring Mike McDonald in from Michigan, Harbaugh to Harbaugh on the defensive coordinator side. John Harbaugh's still there, of course, still one of the top three coaches in the NFL to me. You look at Raven, the Ravens' betting profile here. Ten and a half, there's win, their win total heavy. I, wow, surprising. $1.25 juice on the under. I guess that's right. $1.65 to make the playoffs, plus $1.35 to miss. Plus 150 to win the North, 11 to 1 to win the AFC, 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now, there are some questions here with Baltimore. 
J.K. Dobbins starting pre, uh, the be the uh, training camp on on the on the pop list. The, the uh, physically unable to perform, of course, the torn ACL in, in training camp last year knocked him out the whole year. Lamar Jackson still doesn't have a contract extension. You still have Marcus Peters, who's coming off a torn ACL the practice of week one before that game here in Vegas last year. They bring in Kyle Fuller. Bring uh, You still have Calais Campbell there. Patrick Queen will only get better in year two. But there are some roster questions offensively for Baltimore, <laughs> which very simple here. You have an offensive line that, that that was very injured last year. You get Ronnie Staley back after injury last year, which is ginormous. You draft Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa in the first round, which I love that pick, even though it's a little undersized. Bring in Morgan Moses as a free agent to play right tackle. You have questions at right guard. And then you get to the pass catchers, which, whew, the pass catchers are, are terrible. Other than Mark Andrews on paper. Mark Andrews, top three tight end. Great tight end. But you're asking a lot of Rashad Bateman in year two. To be the guy in the receiving core. Here are the other names at wide receiver right now. Devin Duvernay. Punt returner, really. Kick returner. James Prochet. Tylen Wallace. Jalen Moore. Slate Bolden, of course, they got out of Alabama. There are a lot of guys who are just not NFL caliber wide receivers on this team that are going to be pressed into service because they don't have any. And in a contract year for Lamar Jackson where, again, do I think Baltimore and Lamar Jackson end up getting a long-term deal when this is all said and done? Absolutely. The Ravens are too good of an organization to allow him to not be there, even if they have to go tag-tag to get it right. But you're asking a lot of Lamar Jackson, who people obviously criticize his throwing to begin with, I think Lamar Jackson is a good thrower of the football. He's not an elite guy, but that's not what makes Lamar Jackson special, as we know. It's the ability to be the best running quarterback that I've ever seen. Sorry, Michael Vick. The better runner than Michael Vick was. And you're at the point where last year we were finally waiting for, all right, is there going to be a year where Lamar Jackson just gets too banged up because of his utilization of his legs? When we finally saw it last year, and the big question going into the season for Baltimore as we look at their schedule now as well, with one of the weirder quirks to begin a season that you'll ever see, like the Jets yesterday who play four AFC North teams to open their season, the Baltimore Ravens go AFC East the first four weeks, which is just bizarro scheduling by the league. At the Jets, Miami, at New England, Buffalo those first four weeks. I just wonder with a very well-placed by for Baltimore in week 10, smack dab in the middle of the season. I wonder if the maintenance of Lamar Jackson is a little bit better than what we saw a year ago. Now, last year they had a week eight by, so it wasn't that early in the season or that late for that matter. But this whole year for Baltimore, and what, and if Lamar Jackson stays healthy and their injury luck is better than it was a year ago, which is hard not to be, they're playing a last-place schedule after finishing last in the AFC North a year ago. I do think Baltimore is going to win this division and bounce back. Now, the bigger issue for them, top to bottom, 
unlike in the past, where you always had at least one team that was horrible in this division. It's going to be like last year, where your last place finisher was 8-9, which was Baltimore and Cleveland tied for third with Cleveland technically having a tiebreak. It's a different era in this division. It's four quality teams. I know people don't like Pittsburgh, but it doesn't matter if Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's roster doesn't look as good, and we'll get to the Steelers in a little bit. They still are going to be around 500 because it's Mike Tomlin. They get the they get the AFC South on crossed, which is good. Get Atlanta, get Carolina at home. Those are two games you'll win. If you got Baltimore, like that plus two twenty price that was out there before the season, job well done. Job well done. Plus one fifty. I don't think it's quite bettable. I think that number's fair. I'd actually almost look to Cincinnati at these numbers right now. But this is a team. And we're going to learn a lot about quickly against an AFC East that, let's face it, Baltimore, they're in the AFC East. They would be projected to be second. Pretty handily. Handle their business against that division. Probably well underway to win in the AFC North yet again. Pittsburgh, the Steelers, review them next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. First game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you this morning. I'm Jeff Parles or Parlay. Whatever you want to call me is good with me. Brian Ortega is here as well. Brian Ortega, very excited for the Con Air boot. Reboot, I should say. Very excited. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> I'm so I don't even know how to feel right now. It, it, it's it, just he's so weird, but I Yes, love he it. is. If you don't know what we're referring to, uh Aaron Rodgers channeling his 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 inner Nicholas Cage. Arriving at Packers camp today, legitimately the outfit right out of out of Conair. Legitimately the outfit. Very excited, Brian Ortega, who not only is a Packers fan, but is a is an extraordinary movie buff, as we know. That's that's my thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that that and uh, being concierge for uh, for our guy Ortega back there as well. Brian, uh, we're we're gonna continue the uh, the AFC North here, and we're we're gonna. We're going to just put the bow on Baltimore real quick. The Ravens' schedule is really the biggest reason for why they, why I think they're going to win this division. Because even though their back half is much tougher than their first half, Cincinnati's back half is so brutal in comparison that it wouldn't shock me if this thing is tight and Baltimore already has this thing actually locked up by Week 18. Because if that thing goes to Week 18 – and both teams need the game, Cincinnati matches up very well against the Ravens, as we saw last year. Granted, Ravens healthier on the defensive side of the ball this year than they were at any point a year ago. But I can tell you this. If it's Ravens and Bengals for the division, that's your final game of the year. I can tell you that. And again, after last year's Chargers-Raiders game to end the regular season, and that game coming so close to ending in a tie that was not 0-0, which if that game ended in the tie would have been the greatest single result in the history of the league, which would have gotten both the Raiders and the Chargers in to the postseason last year. Whatever the final game of the regular season uh, has a lot to live up to this year. Of course, we won't know that until January 1st going in to week 18. All right, Pittsburgh. Brian, there is not a, a team in the NFL that when we doubt them, they always seem to exceed our expectations. And last year 
was a perfect example of that for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who last year finally looked like, all right, this is the year that Pittsburgh underachieves. They missed the playoffs. Heck, Mike Tomlin might even go under 500 this year. Nope. No, sir. They find a way, 9-7-1, and one, they get into the postseason thanks to that totally ridiculous tie against Detroit, which, by the way, Detroit having a tie before the, uh, having a win last year was hilarious. But the Steelers get in the playoffs in Ben Roethlisberger's final year with two wins the final two weeks of the year where they really just sucked the life out of Cleveland in week eight in week 17. And then Baltimore, that overtime win in the slop, just a horrible game all the way around where Baltimore uh, had their opportunities to win the game and Pittsburgh ended up sneaking in. And then they wasted our time in the postseason with a 42, 21 loss in Kansas city. But it's a new day in Pittsburgh, Brian Ortega and everyone listening to us out there. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously retiring, stepping away from the game, basically done as it was anyway. And it is now the age of Pickett in Pittsburgh. Now, I don't expect Kenny Pickett, who they used the first-round pick on, to be the starter week one. I expect Mitchell Trubisky to start week one. Steelers right now, again, it is shocking to see a win total of 7.5 on Pittsburgh. Plus 300 to make the playoffs on Pittsburgh. Nine to one to win the division. We're talking about numbers that we usually have seen on Cincinnati and Cleveland in the past. On the stalwart that is the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this year. 40 to one to win the AFC, 80 to one to lift the Lombardi. Now, you look at this roster. You look at things here. Offensively speaking, the offensive line still has question marks. But their skill position players actually are pretty good, all things considered. You have a running back, a young running back, and Najee Harris, who looked great last year for the most part. You have some frustrating wide receivers who are very talented. In Deontay Johnson, who when he catches the football is a very good to great wide receiver. And Chase Claypool, who I like Chase Claypool, the player. It's just between the ears with Claypool. Again, I can't get over in Minnesota when they're making, when they're trying to get in scoring range. They just, Claypool's like, just first down. It spins the ball. Like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? By the way, that's not the reason they lost. They were only down by four scores in that game in Minnesota. Let him back in. But Claypool and Johnson are immensely talented wide receivers. It's just getting it right for them is not... I mean, Dante Johnson got benched last year because he couldn't catch the football. And then I like the George Pickens pick down in the draft this year. Just a matter of him staying on the field of health. They don't really have a lot of depth. They do have Miles Boykin, who they signed, who really a number four wide receiver. They, they, they signed Gunnar Olszewski, from New England, the punt returner. But they don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. If Johnson or Claypool underachieve and or get hurt, they have wide receiver depth issues in Pittsburgh this year. I love Freemuth. I think Freemuth is going to be 
he's Miller 2.0, if, he, if not better, as we saw a year ago. Defensively, they're still really good defensively. They have the reigning defensive player of the year in TJ Watt, who's still great. They have, uh, they have arguably the best safety in football in Minka Fitzpatrick. They still have a very good defense. Devin Bush, still a good player. They signed Miles Jack. They are they bring in Levi Wallace from Pittsburgh or from, from Buffalo, excuse me. They still have a pretty darn good defense. And they still have a coach where, look, Mike Tomlin does some goofy things. But the man wins. The man has never been under 500 in the season. If we look at Pittsburgh's schedule here, the Steelers' win total is seven and a half. Mike Tomlin's worst season is eight and eight. And you look at the schedule. Now, they went nine, seven, and one last year with quarterback play that was mediocre to bad a good chunk of the season. Telling me Mitchell Trubisky can't be mediocre to bad or Kenny Pickett? I think Trubisky, if he's given a fair shot, could be mediocre at least. And with that defense, if Trubisky's not throwing the ball over the yard, if we get Trubisky the year Chicago won the division, Pittsburgh is going to be in this race the whole way. They're going to be in it. Now, I don't know if that's going to be enough to make the playoffs, but it's going to be enough to go over seven and a half wins. Looking at their schedule, they open with Cincinnati. On the road, they're going to lose that game probably. But remember last year, they were a six-and-a-half-point underdog week one at Buffalo and went to Western New York and won outright at Buffalo. They were a very questionable offside call away in Green Bay early in the season last year from really being in that game against the Packers. He was offsides. He was not. But I know your position on that one, Brian. But if they survive, because if you look at their first eight weeks here, Brian, before the bye, if they survive the first eight weeks where, look, they have a three-game stretch, New England at Cleveland likely without Watson and the Jets at home, where those are three games Pittsburgh should be able to win or at least have a darn good shot of being able to win. You win those three games, and even if it's to the bye at three and five, you're going to have a shot here to still go on a run with the way that schedule looks down the stretch with all those divisional games in the end of the season, four divisional games from week 11 on, including both Baltimore games in week 14 and week 17. There will be opportunities for Pittsburgh here. Now, the alternative here is that the quarterback play is so bad that the defense, and the defense doesn't score or play at a legitimate top three level then Pittsburgh could have their first losing season under Mike Tomlin. Odds to be the week one starter, Trubisky minus 220, Pickett plus 155. I would be shocked if Trubisky isn't a starter week one because Pittsburgh feels like an organization. We haven't had this situation in a very long time. Remember, Tommy Maddox was the starter at the beginning of Roethlisberger's rookie year before Maddox got hurt. Big Ben came in. Remember, Pittsburgh went 15-1 Roethlisberger's rookie year. Roethlisberger didn't lose in the regular season. The only loss came when Maddox started against Baltimore, I believe, back in that in his rookie year. New England ended up beating them in the AFC title game. It was their only other loss. But this feels like Trubisky's going to get a crack here to at least start the season. And then if 
Trubisky underachieves, and especially if that early season stretch that seems to be a bunch of winnable games ends up poorly, then we'll see. Kenny Pickett sooner rather than later. There is one bet I would consider with Pittsburgh, though, and it's in an awards market. Tell you about it on the other side. A numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ben MGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with Bet MGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at Bet MGM, you can redeem Bet MGM Rewards points for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Are you planning a trip to Vegas? You can convert your Bet MGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Strip in Las Vegas and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up today, BetMGM, or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Barles. Brian Ortega is here as well. The Lombardi line comes your way next. Michael Lombardi and Ben Wilson today. A lot of, a lot of work for our guy Ben Wilson over the last few weeks. He and I on the, the daily double schedule will be doing primetime action again tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Looking forward to that as well. Oh, uh, Shout out to uh, our guy Ben Wilson as well. All right, Brian Ortega, do you have any guesses? Well, you already know it. What would your guess have been before I told you what the bet I was looking at uh, would, would, would be here? Uh, I would have said rookie of the year. You would have said rookie of the year. For Kenny Pickett. I, I will tell you, Kenny Pickett's rookie of the year odds, to me, Brian, are 
be among the most unbettable numbers that there are out there on awards right now. Pickett at BetMGM is 5-1 to one to win the rookie of the year. I can't bet on him with thinking Trubisky's going to be the starter. It's also a year where quarterback play be, with the rookies may be few and far between, period. Especially if Trubisky plays well. Then we may not see Pickett at all this year. So that was one that I wanted nothing to do with. We'll have rookie of the year talk on Friday, by the way, of all the awards talk on Friday. But I wanted to bring this one up because of where we're at. And depends on the book. There are there are good numbers abound here. Right now, I want to bring up coach of the year. Brian Dable and Dan Campbell, the favorites at BetMGM right now at 12 to 1. Campbell's down from 20 to 1 from last month. It's funny, all these new coaches, just shorter shots. Dable, Campbell, O'Connell, McDaniel, McDaniels, Hackett, Peterson. They're all on this board. The disrespect to Lovey Smith, guys, for the new head coaches this year. None of those guys on your screen if you're watching at VEASAN.com. Staley and Shanahan at 16-1 included. Same with Sirianni. Our bet, I bets it would make. Sirianni would be the only one I'd consider on that screen at the current numbers. Maybe if you get a little better on O'Connell, you go with that. But the bet that I would be looking at, Pittsburgh Steeler-wise, coach of the year, shop around, guys, because BetMGM is a 20-1 to 1 on Mike Tomlin. You can get 30-1 to 1 still. I think Mike Tomlin at 30-1 to 1 is a pretty reasonable bet here. And I know it's hard for established guys to win this award unless if the expectations are so exceeded that they get there. But here's the deal now. You're talking about an expectation for Pittsburgh that it's 7.5 on a win total. An expectation to finish last in the AFC North. An expectation where, all right, how are they going to win with Mitchell Trubisky or rookie Kenny Pickett at quarterback? Where we are ignoring some good things for Pittsburgh's roster. You're ignoring the still elite pass rush. You're ignoring, now that he's healthy, arguably the best safety in football. If Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, I'm not even certain they have to win the division. Now there are some other factors that are mixed in there too. Like if the Jacksonville Jaguars win the AFC South, even if Pittsburgh wins the AFC North, Doug Peterson's winning coach of the year. We don't have a chance if that happens. Same deal like if the Lions somehow win the NFC North, the Giants make the playoffs. There are some scenarios where Mike Tomlin will be drawing dead. Especially if you have one of those horrible teams from a year ago overachieve. But if you get status quo, like a six-win season from those bad teams across the board, and Pittsburgh makes the playoffs or heck even wins the division, then Mike Tomlin is going to have a realistic shot to win this award. 30 to 1, I think, is a, a very good number. 20 to 1, I'm more hesitant, but 30 to 1, I would absolutely take a shot on Mike Tomlin. The other guys in this division, you see Stefanski and Harbaugh listed here, 22 to 1 on Stefanski, 25 to 1. On Harbaugh, I don't think Stefanski's winning that award because I don't think Cleveland without Watson can really achieve to a level that can get Stefanski that award for the second time in three years. And then Harbaugh is too established in order to win that award unless a Baltimore goes like 14-3. and three. I wouldn't bet Zach Taylor either, who is at 30-1. to one. 
But Mike Tomlin, of all the bets in this division on the current numbers that are out there, 30 to 1, DraftKings has it. Other shops have it. I would look at that. BetMGM, I, again, 20 to 1, I still don't think it's bad, but you can get better numbers than 20 to 1. With that said, I'm not sure what Pittsburgh's going to be. I think more than likely it'll probably be eight, nine wins. But if they exceed expectations and get to double digits and make the playoffs, Mike Tomlin's going to have a real shot to win that award. And as always with first-year head coaches and coaches coaching teams that have a long way to go, like Dan Campbell, who's your current betting favorite, just hard to figure out what those first-time, first-year head coaches are going to be. And I know McDaniels in Vegas is not a first-time head coach. I understand that. But Josh McDaniels is a very different coach today than he was with Denver over 10 years ago. So I'm almost treating this again like a first go-around for Josh McDaniels. That's, that's the one award in, in this division that I would look to attack. Nothing else here in this division. Other than unless... If you go to the, the the MVP and you want to take a shot on Lamar Jackson at a number that is for Lamar Jackson pretty steep at 20 to 1, you can take a shot at that. That I don't have a problem with. Contract year, Baltimore wins the division, Jackson has a huge year. Wouldn't shock me if he's in the mix. Four, 20 to 1 I think is steeper than it should be. He has the same odds at, at, at DraftKings, Brian, on the screen, BetMGM. He does not have the same odds as this person. He has the same odds to win the MVP as Jalen Hurts. That is insanity. That is insanity. I know the I know, betters love Jalen Hurts. Betters love the Eagles last year as a well. whole. I think the Eagles are going to be a playoff team this year. But Jalen Hurts isn't winning the MVP, guys. Come on. We saw what Jalen Hurts is last year. Gonna have glimpses of moments where he looks great, but the guy is not an NFL thrower. Lamar Jackson's an NFL thrower and got thrown under the bus for years by people. He's already proven he's an NFL thrower. Goodness, he won the MVP in 2019. As dominant the season as you've seen in the last five years from a non-Mahomes. So 20 to 1 on Lamar Jackson's the other award market I would look at here potentially in the AFC North. You can't bet Joe Burrow at this point to win MVP is too short. 12 to 1 is too short on Joe Burrow. Even though you would expect Burrow takes a leap forward in year three, 12 to 1 is too short on Burrow. Other than that, this, this division at this moment, unless if you have conviction on Cincinnati to win the North or Cincinnati to make the playoffs laying a shorter price, those would be the other ones I would look at at this moment because Baltimore's price has gone too far down. We were looking at Baltimore north of $2 plus 220 at the peak. That was a good number. Plus 150, uh, you're getting a little tighter now. So that's where I'm at at this division. I do think Baltimore wins the division, but I don't love the price. Cincinnati finishes second. Pittsburgh finishes third. Cleveland finishes fourth. And that is all subject to change if somehow Deshaun Watson is suspended for less than half the season or less than the full season for that matter. Because if we see Deshaun Watson sooner than a lot of people expect, then that brings Cleveland back into play. 
But if it is Jacoby Brissett for the whole year, he just, we know what he is. He's a backup quarterback. You're peaking at six, seven wins, maybe eight on the high side with Brissett. You're not making the playoffs. You're not going over a win total that makes Cleveland go over 500 with Brissett. Just not happening. So we will see how the rest of this division plays out. Tomorrow is AFC South Day, which, boy, what contrast we'll have on Wednesday and Thursday. Going from arguably the worst in football to the best in football on Thursday with the AFC West. The AFC West, arguably the best division ever on paper going into a season. That's how loaded that division is. Big thanks to Drew Dinsick and Jason Weingarten for joining us today. Big thanks to Brian Ortega and the crew as well. I'm Jeff Barnes. This has been a numbers game here on VSIN, the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, Ben Wilson coming up next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 